0: Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets for Wednesday, March 23rd here on the Mayo Media Network. My name is Cecil Peters and I will be your host for today's show. Before we get going, please hammer down on the like button as is Mayo Media Network policy. Wherever you're watching, give this a like, subscribe if you haven't done so already and if you are on YouTube, please leave a comment with what is your favorite move made at the trade deadline. Could be by any team, sellers, buyers. Whatever move it is that you like and you think will play a key role for a team going forward, let me know what it is. We only got four games to go through today, but obviously tons of news in the NHL with that trade deadline recently passing. So I'm going to go over some of the bigger moves that were made at the deadline here before getting into the four games and the bets that we have for those ones. One of the bigger moves on trade deadline day was goalie Mark Andre Fleury going to the Minnesota Wild. Flurry's had a decent season but not great for the Chicago Blackhawks. Now he goes to a team that plays a little bit better defensively. Their main issue this year has been keeping the puck out of their own net and a lot of that has been based on bad goalie play. So if you get good Flurry, it's going to be a massive move for the Minnesota Wild. However, he's been off and on this year. So if you get bad Flurry, won't be such a great move. At least they have Cam Talbot there as a backup. He's been poor this year. But with Fleury and Talbot as a 1A, 1B scenario, there is a good chance that the Minnesota Wild could get at least one of those goalies hot heading into the playoffs. My money would be on Mark andre Fleury being that guy. You don't give up what is likely to be a first-round pick for him if you don't think he is going to be the guy. Another big move was Claude Giroux. He went to the Florida Panthers. A bunch of teams in the Atlantic Division did something Those four teams are all really in the thick of it right now. got the Florida Panthers, followed by the Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs and Boston Bruins, all of them kind of jockeying for position, looking for home ice in the first round. It's going to be tough to come out of there. Every team seemingly thinks that they have a chance because they all made moves. Claude Giroux went to the Florida Panthers. He's probably going to slot in with Alexander Barkov on the first line. Barkov and Carter Verhege have kind of had a rotating cast of players come through on their wing. Giroud is the most talented one that they've seen yet. So he should fit in there, probably fit on the first or second power play unit. He had some experience. He's gone deep in the playoffs a couple times. On a Panthers team that really doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, that will probably pay off. But again, it's really gonna be the first two rounds in the Atlantic division that really determines, I mean, pretty much everything about your season. So that gives them a chance, no matter who they play against, that their offense will probably be better than whoever it is they are facing. Other teams in the division that made some moves, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they lost their entire third line in the offseason. That was a big loss for them. Well, guess what? They've got it back now. Different players, but same kind of identity. They acquired Brandon Hagel from the Chicago Blackhawks. Young, fast, aggressive, forecheck, good defensively, can chip in offensively, probably going to score over 20 goals this year. He might actually be there already. So Brandon Hagel's a really good player, kind of profiles perfectly on a third line for a contending team. They also acquired Nick Paul from the Ottawa Senators. He is a big, strong player, can play offensively, can play defensively, takes a ton of shots. Pretty good underlying numbers for Nick Paul when he is playing with the right players. And then they're gonna slide Ross Colton, who scored the Stanley Cup winning goal last year, in between those guys. So that kind of forms a new third line for them. Their fourth line is solid, top two lines, obviously, with Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, and all those guys. No issues there. So the Tampa Bay Lightning really solidified the depth up front. They're going to be a tough matchup for anybody in the first round. Their likely first round matchup could be the Toronto Maple Leafs. One of the big questions with Toronto was what are they going to do in goal? Jack Campbell has been injured and he hasn't been great in the last couple months. Well, clearly they are counting on him getting healthy and getting back to the form he showed earlier in the year. They were rumored to be in on the Marc-Andre Fleury talks. That didn't get done. They didn't want to give up their first round draft pick. The one move they did make was to make a trade with the Seattle Kraken. They got defenseman Mark Giordano. He's about three years removed from winning the Norris Trophy, so he's not at that level anymore, but he is still a capable top four defenseman for any team in the National Hockey League. He'll fit in well. His longtime defense partner in Calgary, TJ Brody, plays for the Maple Leafs, so there might be a fit there. I think he was practicing with Timothy Lillegren on the second pairing in practice, so he's going to be a guy that's going to fit into the lineup rather easily. He can play wherever you want him to. can fill any role. Additionally, they got forward Colin Blackwell in that deal with Seattle. Their bottom six is a little bit old and a little bit slow with guys like Kyle Clifford, Jason Spezza, Wayne Simmons. Blackwell Blackwell's gonna come in on the third or fourth line, inject some speed, inject a little bit of youth. He's shown a little bit of scoring punch. He's played with guys like Artemi Panarin in the past with decent success. So he can play up and down the lineup, but likely gonna fill a fourth or third line role, which is right where they need him in Toronto. Lastly in the division, The Boston Bruins, they're right behind the Maple Leafs right now. I think they actually might have passed them in terms of overall points, but give up a couple games at hand to the Leafs with a win last night over Montreal, or a couple nights ago over Montreal. But they acquired defenseman Hampus Lindholm. The one area of their their team that really wasn't successful this year was the depth on the back end. They had Charlie McAvoy, great first-pairing guy, but the defensive defenseman just wasn't right there. Derek Forbert was kind of filling that role, and he just couldn't handle it over the... Over the grind of a full 82-game season in the playoffs against these great Atlantic division teams, he just wasn't the guy that you want as a shutdown player. Hampus Lindholm comes in. He's a really solid, steady defenseman, can chip in offensively, but his main role will be to play defensively, eat 23, 24 minutes a night, and just play safe, solid hockey. So really good pickups there. I think Florida still remains a favorite in that division. The Maple Leafs have the best player in Austin Matthews, but their goaltending is questionable. And Tampa Bay has the best goaltending with Andre Vasilevsky so it's going to be extremely extremely intriguing to see who comes out of that division trade deadline probably going to have a big impact on who does there other moves Ricardo Kell goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins they've already got an embarrassment of riches up front this adds another guy he's probably going to slide in with Evgeny Malkin allow them to put Crosby Gensel and Russ back together Evan Rodriguez and Jeff Carter on the third line would kind of be my guess on how that works out who knows, we won't know until they start playing some games, but that's how I think that will shake out. New York Rangers are one of the busiest teams, adding some depth up front with Andrew Kopp and Tyler Mott. Both guys who can kind of play anywhere, kill penalties. Kopp can pitch an offensively on the power play, but that's a big boost to their third and fourth lines. Also added some depth on defense with Justin Braun from Philadelphia. Rangers' cup window is wide open for the next few years, so I don't think they're the team that's going to make a run this year. But these guys should help them get some valuable playoff experience and with a team with Igor Sesterkin in net, you always have a chance to do some damage, so you might as well give yourself the best chance for success. They didn't give up too much to get those guys, so a pretty, pretty good deadline for the New York Rangers. At West Colorado added Arturi Lekkinen up front and Andrew Cogliano. Lekkinen's the big one there, went to the cup finals with Montreal last year, analytical darling. He just plays the game really hard. He can pitch in on the second line, probably will slide in on the third line for Colorado. Possession when he is on the ice is usually quite good for Montreal. And that's saying something because the Montreal Canadiens have not been very good at all this year. He seems like a perfect fit for the Colorado Avalanche. And then lastly, we have the Calgary Flames. They just added some depth. They already made their big move with Tyler Toffoli from Montreal. They added Cali Yarncroc. He's fit in as kind of the second or third line center lately. He's a versatile player, can play the wing, can play center looks like they're going to do some lineup juggling in Calgary for the next couple of games to see where he fits but all indications point to him playing on the second line at center arguably the third line their second and third lines are kind of interchangeable so he's a very valuable piece in a playoff run where you can, where you can never have too much depth up front Onto the games for the night. We have the New Jersey Devils plus 250. They're playing in Toronto, Maple Leafs minus 320. New Jersey just keeps getting killed by bad goaltending. Nothing really suggests that that's going to change. Nico Dawes, who started out pretty hot when he got called up from the minor leagues, he's been bad lately. The Devils have been losing a ton of games. Andrew Hammond did come over at the trade deadline just to get some NHL experience, but he's more of an AHL goalie. That's where he's been for his whole career, so I'm not going to give him too much credit for that. Offense is nice. Jack Hughes, Igor Sharon Govich, and Dawson Mercer look nice on the top line. Jesper Bratt and Nico Heesher playing well on the second line. But they need to put up five goals a night to win games against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That could happen. But Toronto's probably going to put six or seven up the other way. Like I said, Giordano should slide in rather easily. The Austin Matthews line has been great. Second line struggling a little bit, but they have the talent to pop whenever. So this should be a relatively easy win for the Toronto Maple Leafs just because they're not going to get a lot of resistance. From the goalies on the New Jersey Devils. Next game is Pittsburgh in Buffalo. Pittsburgh minus two twenty-five right now on the money line at DraftKings Sportsbook. Buffalo plus one eighty. As usual, these are the opening lines. I'm not sure what this is going to be on game day. Probably something similar. Pittsburgh played last night in Columbus. I am recording this before that game happened, but I assume that Casey Desmith will get the start in this one. So I'm tempted a little bit to bet on the Sabres with him and net, but. Pittsburgh is just too good overall. They play a really strong team game. It's hard to get a ton of chances against them. So I'm gonna stay away from betting on the Sabres. But there are a couple players I'm interested in on the Buffalo end. In particular, their second line. Casey Middlestad had a couple points last game against Vancouver. He's been playing with Victor Olofsson. I'm gonna play this to score prop on both Middlestat and Olofsson, especially with Casey DeSmith in net. This gives me a little bit of exposure to the Buffalo offense, which I think will have a good game without having to bet on the Sabres money line, just because Pittsburgh can easily outscore the Buffalo Sabres. Top line on Buffalo was also playing really well, Alex Tuck, Tage Thompson, and Jeff Skinner. Those guys have been great ever since Tuck returned from injury. But for me, it's that second line, Casey Middlestadt, Victor Olsen, and Rasmus Asplund. Really cheap on drafting, so they'll enable you to fit some of the top dogs if you really want. Not quite sure how Pittsburgh's lines are gonna look, after the game against columbus i'll have a better indication of that so i will have updated notes on that in my daily nhl article on cecilpeters.com that i will post around noon next game on the night is in colorado the vancouver canucks plus 215 colorado minus 260. this is an easy bet for me the colorado avalanche to win in regulation vancouver had a brutal brutal home stand at a time of year they needed it most and we profited on it most games betting against them pretty much every game, and they lost most of them, so that was profitable overall. Thatcher sure Demko's led in a ton of bad goals lately. The only player scoring for the Canucks is J.T. Miller. And I think, I mean, against the Colorado Avalanche, it's not a bounce-back spot for Demko at all. Valerie Nichushkin looks great on the top line with McKinnon and Ranton and he fits in really nicely. And their power play looks incredible. They played against Edmonton a couple nights ago. I think they only scored once on that power play, maybe twice, but every single time they're on, they had a ton of shots. They moved the puck like crazy. So, Kale McCarr to score in this game, Miko Rantanen to score in this game. He's red hot. He's had a great month of March. He just keeps scoring. So, I think he's going to get one in this game. I like Kale McCarr's chance, the way he's shooting the puck, the way he's quarterbacking the power play. And I'm also going to look at the McKinnon and Rantanen shot props. Probably we'll get 4.5 for McKinnon and 3.5 for Miko Rantanen. And then, yeah, in addition to the Colorado Avalanche to win in regulation. Last game on the night is a bit of a dud after a couple of intriguing games. Chicago Blackhawks, they are currently plus 100 against the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim minus 120, slight home favorites. Two bad teams, both sellers at the deadline, Chicago losing flurry. Anaheim got rid of some defensemen, Lindholm, Josh Manson, they lost Ricardo Kell. So I think we're just gonna grab the plus money on Chicago if that is where this line stays. Kevin Lankanen in net doesn't give me a lot of confidence, but he's been all right. And at any rate, he's been just as good as the Anaheim goalies. John Gibson's been brutal lately. I would prefer that they start Anthony Stollars in this game. Well, actually, I'm betting on Chicago, so I would prefer that they start Gibson. But for their sake, I would think that Anthony Stollars is the better play. Gibson seems to let in at least three goals every single game now. Debrinkit, Patrick Kane, and Dylan Strom are one of the best lines in hockey right now. They keep scoring. Against Anaheim with their depleted defense, who've lost a couple big guys at the trade deadline, they're gonna get a ton of chances. And against the goaltending that the Ducks have gotten recently, they're gonna get a couple goals. So I like that line on DraftKings. I like it to score. I like Kane to score. I like both of those guys to go over their shot props as well. On the Ducks side, Cam Fowler is the guy. Really like him. He's playing 25, 26 minutes a night. Cheap on DraftKings. And I found a shot prop a couple times lately at 1.5. If you can bet that as well, that's a good one. Even at minus 150, minus 160, he seems to be putting at least three or four pucks in the direction of the net lately. He had a crossbar the other night, a couple shots. So Camp Fowler is my DraftKings kings and shot prop lean on the Anaheim duck side, just with his big workload with all of the defensemen in Anaheim shipped out at the trade deadline. So to recap, we got the Blackhawks. If they stay at plus money, we'll be betting on that. Colorado to win in regulation couple to score props in the buffalo game with middle stat and victor Olofsson, and then new jersey toronto really trying to find a way to bet on this game probably the over is where i'll go toronto goaltending's been bad new jersey goaltending new jersey's goaltending has been bad so that's probably where i'll go i don't without seeing the odds i'm not 100% sure what the best way to attack that game is But as per usual, I will have all my updated bets at CecilPeters.com. If you want access to that article, I am running it for $25 for the rest of the season and playoffs. Just DM me on Twitter at CeasePizza and I will let you know how to get access to that. For the rest of the week, we'll have DJ and Jake take you through the games. Jake will do Thursday and DJ will run you through Friday's games. I know they're both pretty hot right now with their picks. DJ is on fire on DraftKings as well. So those guys will take you through those games and we will see you next week. Thanks for watching.